Your home is more than the sum of its parts. And creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products. That's why the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are. Bring your vision to us. Schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like DXV at build.com slash Ferguson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real Talk, Body of Christ Real Talk with your host, Joseph Brownlee. You know, you haven't been in a situation that you just, you made plans to do something else and, you know, some type of special help or, you know, you had a certain task you had to do and you got to sit, you sat down with the person that you was trying to help, you know, whether it's a loved one or a friend or whatever, you got to talking. And a person that no matter who you talk, you might we might not agree on several things when it comes to faith and how God moves and how God works. But besides all that is usually very uplifting when we end it with the same focus and knowing the same purpose on what is God's plan for the church today. Let's get into that. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Early morning conversation, 15 minutes. Well, let's just say about 13 minutes. I want to just talk about lifting up Jesus, lifting up our Savior. And then I'm going to get into, uh, Lord's warning, uh, a couple of other things dealing with not so much race, but dealing with uh, reacting and responding to certain situations in the upcoming shows. Then I'm going to deal with Israel. What is Israel's position today? What should us by the church feel about Israel? And what should we pray about? Or what's, what's, what's the deal with Israel? How God is moving with Israel today? So I'm going to be talking about several subjects, several topics coming up in the next few Podcast. But what I want to deal with now is just sitting back and just talking about lifting up Jesus. Me and this very close uh, person of mine, we were just we were just talking, and uh, I don't want to get into names and stuff like that. Who it was, but someone's close to me that I love so dearly. We were just having a conversation about. What's going on in the church? And you know how you just sit back and, and, and you got to admit the majority of the time you talk about the negativity in the church. You know, that seemed like to be the hot spot that people, the hot topic that many uh, believers and unbelievers talk about how bad the church is and how people is acting in church and what should the church be doing and what people should be doing within the church. You know, church Christendom, you know. But we were just in there having a conversation about that, about the different things and uh, how much evil and sin that's in Christendom, that's in the church. Not excluding. This is the beautiful thing. We was not excluding ourselves and our all our own shortcomings. And I try to make that clear. And she was, too, you know, about our own shortcomings, making it very clear when we was talking about certain things going on in the church. We made it very clear we wasn't excluding ourselves and trying to make ourselves look perfect, you know. 
But the but the thing was that the difference was we was talking about people that lives a certain sin that call themselves Christians that live that live it openly that just live a lifestyle of sin. That's what we was talking about, not the the troubles or the struggles that you and I go through or addictions or some type of stronghold that we we go through our lives daily as being a believer. But I'm just talking about that's not the same as practicing or just living it, living that inside Christendom or in church and ignoring it or being comfortable with the lifestyle. That's what we was talking about. All the wickedness going on in Christendom. Now, what I mean by Christendom, I'm trying. Let me just say, I'm not talking about everybody that's go to church is saved. That's why I just use the term Christendom. That's the way the world look at church today. If you go to church, they call it a Christian church. But everybody, as you know, is not saved. It's not part of the body of Christ. And usually when I talk about this, I let you know I'm talking about the body of Christ. And I'm talking about church or Christendom. So you can know the difference when you listen to me when I'm talking. I don't put them in the same category. You have Christians that's in the body of Christ and you have Christians that's not that call themselves Christians or self-claimed Christians for whatever way or the other. You see, you understand what I'm saying? But we was usually just talking about Christendom. And that was a difference in the way we looked at it, because I don't call everybody a Christian. And I don't say everybody's in the body of Christ. Well, anyway, we were just talking about different things. The main, but the end of the topic. And we all, we agreed on one thing, the goodness and the grace of God being under God's grace and how wonderful. And, and I cannot fathom myself or understand God's grace and how wonderful it is to not be under the law like Israel was not being under the law because just imagine if we was under the law we would be wiped out probably by now i was married twice i already broke rules uh laws already not not only in my marriage but in other areas as well and she agreed on that too but the point was we were just thanking god that we was not under law because a lot of us would be we would have failed the law if we was under law you know and just imagine if the United States is under the law, just like Israel, United States would have been wiped out by now. And many people do not even comprehend that. And they try to live a life of being under the law and don't even understand what was required of trying to follow the law. First of all, it was over six. Now, the Ten Commandments is Ten Commandments, those moral laws. But it was over 613 laws that Israel had to follow. No man that ever lived besides Jesus was able to fulfill the law, the perfect law. The Pharisees, nobody did because they made a lot of man-made traditions and added a little more pork to the law. So Jesus, when he came to fulfill the law, he made the law. He taught the law the way it's supposed to be, not the way the Pharisee, the Pharisees and, you know, and all those teachers of the law was. They added more traditional man-made tradition that put a lot of yoke on a lot of their own people. Jesus fulfilled the law to explain to them no, what you're doing is wrong. This is what the law really meant. You see what I'm saying? When Jesus came, so he fulfilled the law perfectly. No one in the Bible has ever done that. Only Jesus Christ himself. <clears throat> so when he took 
all mankind's sin upon himself. All mankind's sin upon himself in his death, burial, and resurrection. We cannot comprehend that. He took the world's sin upon himself, not just saved. He took the world's sin and laid all our sins that ever lived, past, present, and future, and laid it upon himself. See, but that was only explained and revealed to the Apostle Paul. So you will only get that revelation from the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Like I try to explain a lot of my uh, my teachings on this show and connecting the dots. See, it's all Paul. Paul is the only one explaining what happened after the cross, not before it, but what happened after the cross. That's what Paul preaches the cross. See, the resurrection, rising from the raising from the dead, the body of Christ. See, that lingo only comes from the Apostle Paul. Many churches don't even pay that attention. So many churches don't even like to listen to Paul or follow Paul. I'm going to get into that, too. Man, I have a lot to talk about, you know, and the next coming episode. So that conversation was uplifting. We wind up talking. As a matter of fact, we just got through. And this is going on three in the morning. I wasn't as sleepy because I took a long nap. I told you I can do a podcast anywhere as long as I got my phone. But I, I just thought I'd just bring this out. How uplifted is it, it is to talk about the glory and the gracious mercy and long suffering of God under grace. Under grace. That's what I'm talking about. God's mercy under grace is uncomprehensible. Uh, I cannot fathom that. See, and many people take advantage or just cannot understand God's long-suffering grace that we're under today as Gentiles, as nations, as people. It's such a beautiful, wonderful privilege to be part of this program that's called the Body of Christ. It is so wonderful. The blessings that we will get in the future. The spiritual blessings that God laid, God has laid up for us in the future. Now, me and her did not talk about that then, but we were just talking about how I'm not going to see it in our eyes, how wonderful, how precious it is, and so thankful that to be saved. We talked about things, how we feel. Sometimes we're going to feel lonely when you stand on the truth. Many believers, or maybe most believers, don't stand on the truth. They compromise a lot of times. But when you stand on the truth, now many people have their own type of truth. So let me speak for me will not stand on the truth on rightly dividing. Times, as many times I feel lonely. I never feel alone because I know I'm not. But it's times I feel lonely because the majority of the believers that's in the body of Christ, let alone Christian dumb, but it's just in the body of Christ, don't know how to rightly divide and don't really know how to, uh, you know, how to really interpret the Bible for us, contextual, rightly dividing God's word. So therefore, there's a disconnect when it comes to other believers. <clears throat> but the beautiful thing that I am learning, you know, we're not going to be able to persuade someone to just believe what the Bible saying when you are caught up in a traditional way of thinking. So what must we do? Let's just lift up Jesus. Because a believer don't agree with you, basically, 
you know, don't agree with you does not mean they don't believe that Jesus died and buried and rose again for salvation. See, because this person do. So this person is saved. Doctrine is different because of traditional upbringing. She's still based on the traditional upbringing that I used to <clears throat> follow by being up, by growing up in spiritually in a Pentecostal church. But she has come a long way out of those traditions, even some of her dad's traditions and stuff like that. So she has learned the hard way, but she's opening up, you know, in her own way. And that's a beautiful thing. But the one thing I know she does, you know, the love of God and that Jesus died for all sins. And as long as you know that we can have a conversation, everything else can come later and God will have to deal with that with her or whatever like that. But we talked about the love of Christ and his grace and how good he is. Regardless how lonely I feel, or how lonely she says she feel, but we both know we're not alone. And you may feel the same way. We both know we're not alone. But that's part of standing up on the truth and the word of God. The true followers of God, and I'm not lifting myself up, the true followers of God always feel lonely. It happened with Jesus. It happened well, even though he's God, but I'm talking about his earthly ministry. It happened with the Toyo Peter and all of them. It happened with Paul. It happened with a lot of the patriarchs, the prophets. <clears throat> they fell alone. When you stand up for the word of God, you have a remnant that fell. You feel alone when you stand up for the truth of God. You feel lonely, let me put it that way, but that does not mean you're alone. Because you feel lonely does not mean you're alone. You could be in a big crowd and feel lonely, but you know you're not alone because you have a crowd of people around you, even close folks. You be around a crowd. That's the same it feels sometimes in the church, the body of Christ, when you stand on the word of God, especially, you know, rightly dividing God's word, sound doctrine. A lot of times I can understand Paul. He was left alone. A lot of his followers left him, you know, for one reason or the other persecution. And his doctrine was just different than the, the usual uh, kingdom gospel, which it was. It was different because it, was, it looked different and sounded different because it was different. My point is. And I'm going to leave you with this. Always stand. Even if you just disagree or, you know, uh, even if you disagree, never end a conversation with anger. Get to the point that we can agree on one thing, and that's the love and the grace of God. Let's leave it at that. This is Joseph Brownlee. Just what an uplifting message about the goodness and the long suffering and mercy. Thank God for his grace of what his son done for the world. Thank you, Jesus. I love you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Peace out.